I'm Master Sergeant Thomas Wheeler, and welcome to this episode of the Spartan News. Please welcome Captain Sarah Skelton. Um, thank you, ma'am, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Um, it's, it's hard to nail you guys down. I mean, you guys are busy. You guys are really hopping. Um, putting together an interview is, mm-hmm. I, I think we've shuffled between a few of you. And I know you guys are pulling a lot of uh, a lot of duty lately. Yeah, behavioral health is is highly utilized. I know you guys are very very busy, mm-hmm. but obviously an important resource to have. We were talking earlier before we started recording. We've all been cooped up here for a few months now, you know, mm-hmm. due to COVID restrictions and and pretty much everything we have uh, available to us, MWR and USO or vendors and things like that, have been either outright closed or seriously reduced in services. And soldiers at this point pretty much. They get up, they go to work, go to chow, do some mm-hmm. PT, mm-hmm. Um, go to chow again, come back, and then they just, uh, you know, go back to their barracks room to either uh, watch TV or, or, excuse me, watch movies or something along those lines. But there's really not a lot to do with all those those things closed. So you kind of get, I guess, a form of cabin fever. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, that's what we call it in the Northeast anyway, after a really long winter and everybody's going crazy and, mm-hmm. at, you know, at each other's throats and they just want to get out. Mm-hmm. I think we've reached a point here where we're at least at that point, and people just want to get out and do. So we, we thought it would be a good idea to invite you guys in to talk about those coping mechanisms or, or those things that soldiers can do to help deal with that stress and deal with that kind of a feeling of, you know, aggravation and whatnot due to all those restrictions. But I, what I want to start with is kind of identifying the signs and symptoms of, of stress. So I, I think it's important for leaders and soldiers to be able to identify within themselves or within their soldiers at what point they're doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Because I know I find myself getting aggravated, and sometimes one of my guys will come in and be like, hey, Master Arm, what, what's going on? Are you having a bad day? Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to identify those. So just a couple of things right off the bat is um, I tell my soldiers that anything can be a sign or symptom. And the best way to really recognize that is to know your soldiers. You know, we have some common signs and symptoms, such as irritability, isolation, sadness. But sometimes I hesitate to say those things because if that's only what you're looking for, then we kind of miss some of those people that are struggling. So what I really encourage leaders to do um, from, you know, sergeant all the way up is to talk with your soldiers and kind of see how they're handling the deployment. And it may be situational, they may just be stressed one day, and that may not necessarily require additional, you know, assistance or help or, or, you know, venting. But as that builds, if you notice that they are starting to get impacted at their job or they're not calling home as much or, you know, there's maybe tension at home when they do call, those are times that you might be wanting to give a referral for something more than just kind of talking to them as a battle or as a leader. And so the the biggest thing I would say is just really kind of talk to your soldiers and know them. Everybody's going to handle stress differently. Some people will, you know, work themselves to the bones, and that is healthy and adaptive, and that works for them for the deployment. And for other people, you know, they may just want to spend the time by themselves and, and kind of regroup before they go back home. And so really understanding that it's unique and that the way that people deal with stress can be unique. I have a few soldiers definitely notice each one of them handles things differently. I have mm-hmm. guys that will play video games. You know, i got guys that will bury themselves in books. And then I have one guy who buries himself in work, just like you mm-hmm. said. I mean, I have to pry him away from his computer and tell him, go, go, get away, go do something mm-hmm. else. Um, so, yeah, I definitely can see that each person handles it differently. 
So tools for coping. I know they say physical fitness is very helpful in, in relieving stress, but I think some of those guys haven't done PT in 118 degree weather or mm-hmm. in like 80% humidity mm-hmm. um, with gyms that are closed. So what are other tools that are out there that soldiers or people can use to kind of help deal with that increased stress? Sure. If you'll allow me a minute to just back up a little bit from the doing to the thinking. So I think one of the things that I've really been stressing with COVID-19 is the acknowledgement of grief and loss, right? So this is a very atypical deployment, and maybe you've lost the idea of what you thought this was going to be. Maybe you are missing out. Maybe you got extended. Maybe, you know, there's some some things that I think um, often as military folks, we will just kind of say, oh, it's fine, you know, just kind of take aspirin, change your socks, and it's okay. But I think that acknowledgement that COVID-19 has really caused some loss for people and some grief and that that's okay. Now, I'm not saying that we have to sit in that and that we have to stay there, but also just acknowledging it, I think, can be helpful because then it allows us to say that this is not a typical environment. It's not a typical working environment. It's not a typical deployment. And, and I think what that does is set the stage for expectation management. And so before we can talk about the, the doing, we have to talk about the thinking. And so when things are closed, what are your expectations for this deployment? I think it's also helpful to kind of have a larger picture understanding of COVID-19. And so, you know, right now it's summer, and when I imagine a typical summer, I'm imagining, you know, margaritas by the pool and, you know, being able to go to barbecues and and all of this, like, really fun stuff. But the truth is, for many of us back stateside, that's not the reality right now. And so if that's what we're imagining and that's what we're anticipating and we think that we're missing out on and we want to do when we get back home, we're really kind of holding ourselves up to an expectation that's unrealistic. And so that can also just create a lot of stress and tension and anxiety. And so really kind of um, reflecting a little bit about what the reality stateside is, even for people that are not deployed. And I think that can kind of help us have a more realistic understanding of, of um, kind of the, the context of it. I think it's also important to just kind of understand that this is a deployment and whether you're at AJ and we have folks all over the place and so everybody's deployment is going to be different. But standard deployment is, you know, we should be expecting to have more restrictions than we would stateside. And so if we start with that, then we understand that going into it, that there's going to be more restrictions. But having said those two things, then I think what, you know, what can be helpful is to identify what your purpose is. And so this idea that maybe we thought our purpose was going to be something different than what it is, because maybe you're an engineer and you're not allowed to travel. Maybe you thought you were going to be going to different countries. Maybe you, you know, I'm not doing combat operational stress in different countries because of the travel restrictions. And so, you know, kind of reframing or readjusting what your sense of purpose is, but making sure that you have a sense of purpose. I think that can be really helpful. Now, if your sense of purpose, let's say, you know, it would not be atypical to hear a soldier say, I'm going to do two a days and I'm going to be built and I'm going to be buff and I'm going to work out. If that's your your purpose and what you want to do and the gyms are closed, you may have to find another way to do that. And so this can also be a really good time if you're not sure what your purpose is to do some reflection. Right. So what what do I want my purpose to be? Do I want it to be to to grow, to you know do a semester of college, to uh, work on my fitness, to work on my relationships, really kind of trying to figure out what that is. But now is the time to do that because you have some time. 
I think as a culture, we are very oriented towards do, 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 do. And then you add the military culture on top of that where we're very task oriented. And so if we're not doing something, we don't feel productive. But I think being able to set those goals and work on those goals can be helpful. I don't think I would be behavioral health or a good MRT representative if I did not mention Hunt the Good Stuff. And so (laughs) I will say, you know, being able to have some gratitude. Yes, it is 120-something degrees out. Yes, we have COVID. But there are still things that we can have some gratitude for. You know, whether that's, hey, I have some time away from the kids. I have, you know, some some space. I'm doing a different job. Um, There are still things that we can express gratitude, which will help with some of those signs and symptoms that we were talking about earlier. The stress and the kind of negative energy and the anger, uh, being able to notice and recognize what we do have. So that was a really long-winded way of of getting to your first question is what are some of the things that we can do? And I think there's a ton of, way more than I could tell you in this this interview of um, ideas and suggestions online of things that we can do. But just a few that I've found, soldiers have found helpful is engaging in in academia, so school. Whether that's applying for school when you're going to get home, whether that's looking into graduate programs, studying for GREs. But, you know, if academia is one of those purposes or one of those goals, right now is a really awesome time to be doing that because a lot of universities have transitioned to virtual learning, online learning. A lot of their resources are um, online. And so that can be a kind of longer term goal that you're working on. Uh, Fitness classes. Yes, the gyms are not open, but honestly, I've seen people be really, really creative, uh, you know, filling duffel bags with sand and old protein jugs. And so... You know, you can do that in the hallways of your twos if you absolutely need the AC. Of course, we want to be careful. We don't want to overexert ourselves. We want to be, you know, cognizant of the heat. People are getting up earlier and running. And so there are still ways to stay physically fit and active and work towards those fitness goals. I've seen a lot of classes uh, transition to virtual. So if you're a yoga person, they're doing free yoga classes online. And so you could do that in your two as well. Honestly, you know, there's just so many do's. It really just depends on what your passion and your purpose is. If it's crocheting, like what a great like long-term kind of thing to work on and to be able to have this tangible finished product when you're done. So I think there's just a lot of ideas out there that we are not restricted to, we still have access to, that we can engage in and just really kind of taking the time initially to say, what do I want to accomplish for my deployment? One of the first things we did with our team was when we realized, you know, once the COVID restrictions took hold and the travel restrictions were put in place, we had to do a quick reassessment. We're not going to be able to go do the things we, we wanted to do, mm-hmm. like you said. So we had to definitely refocus our efforts on, you know, telling a different story or a different angle or, you know, making sure that we were providing, you know, a good amount of public affairs support and telling soldier stories, doing soldier features and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely kind of a punch in the gut for my soldiers because they really were looking forward to going mm-hmm. to different locations. But I think they've readjusted pretty well to uh, to the reality, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, this is with us and we're probably, for the rest of our time here, we're probably going to be, you know, doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I think everybody really globally has had to readjust kind of what does their job look like, what does their mission look like, and, you know, I think we've done a really good job of, of making that work, but it does look different. I saw a funny meme on a social media page the other day. It was like uh, it was, it was a, obviously a veteran that had a sense of humor, and he's like, "Civilians always ask me what you know what deployments like." He's like, "Welcome to your first deployment." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny and, and kind of fitting. 
So resources. We spoke before, you know, it gets to a point where a person thinks they need to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. What are those resources that are available uh, to soldiers and civilians here on uh, AJ or, you know, Mm -hmm. anywhere else um, in the AO? So it's going to depend on where you are in the AO, um, but certainly we have behavioral health resources. Most of those assets to include here on AJ have a, um, a outpatient clinic that you can go to. We have the, on AJ, we have the cost clinic that you can go to. Depending on what base you're at, you will have access to some of these um, or can get referrals to them. We uh, have a chaplain that's usually uh, pretty available. And then, you know, I also don't want to under underestimate the, the peer influence because uh, I think sometimes just talking to, your, to, to other people and kind of normalizing some of what you're going through. But certainly if it gets to a point where, you know, it's not resolving in a couple of days or it's impacting your work or, you know, leaders are starting to notice and get a little bit worried, you want some more of that professional help. I think the main thing is people can't be afraid to ask for it. it used to be that stigma that it's weakness to go ask for, for assistance, but it's really not. It's actually strength. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a problem, you need to make sure you go out and, and seek help for it. Mm-hmm. Before we, we wrap it up, your advice. What would your advice be for soldiers uh, dealing with, you know, first appointments, being away from family, COVID, um, just day-to-day, you know, operational tempo? Mm-hmm. Um, what would your advice be for soldiers? I think, you know, what I've told soldiers in the past is really to look at this as an opportunity for growth. Uh, and whatever that growth may be, uh, whether it's getting your, you know, eye perms in, in order for your next promotion or getting your SSD done, Um, or registering for school, looking at this as an opportunity for growth. And, you know, maybe you don't have a lot of time on your hands. Um, I know some people have said that this deployment has either led to less work or double the work. So some people are, you know, really busy and maybe that growth is going to come in your field or your MOS or, you know, being full time. And so, you know, really just looking for those opportunities for growth. And I think you'll come out of your deployment kind of better, stronger, you know, more educated than when you came. Well, thank you, ma'am, for joining us. Your time is very valuable. You guys are always busy. So we're very appreciative for you uh, to join us for the Spartan News. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you. That wraps up this episode. I would like to thank our audience for joining us. Please share us with your friends, families, and coworkers, and send episode ideas to us on the Task Force Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Thank you again for joining us. (laughs) 